My skin is black. What you looking at? My skin is black. I feel so good to be black right now. Welcome to episode 133 of the Black in Fashion podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. I would love to make sure I call to action all of the amazing things that we have going on. Um, By the time this episode airs and you hear us, (laughs) we will be basically in April, um, which April is the start (laughs) of Black Fashion Month. So happy Black Fashion Month if you're listening. Um, and of course, we want you guys to send in your black notes. So any um, advice that you want, any tips that you want when it comes to being um, a creative in the fashion business, um, growing, excelling in your career, definitely reach out to us. If you have stories that you just want to tell, um, to just shed light on different topics and stuff like that, definitely send in your black notes. Um, we would love to also feature all our black creatives in our I. Um, BMF campaign like what does it mean to be black in fashion to you we'd love to hear your stories your features and of course guys as Issa Rae told us it's good to network across <laughs> um, to make sure that we are promoting one another opposed to networking up so having features on smaller platforms is just as crucial as having features on larger platforms as well even though our platform is large pal <laughs> so today I am joined with Chelsea. Chelsea, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for even just inviting me on here. Of course. Savannah. Of course. And Chelsea is a streetwear crochet designer and a fiber artist. And we are going to take a deep dive um, into that for sure. <laughs> um, House of Chelsea B is an up and coming crochet apparel brand that began back in the fall of 2016 with it being just a hobby for Chelsea. And then she started and now has bloomed into an amazing business. Her mission is to become a new perspective in both the fiber and fashion community. I love me a textile girl. Okay. <laughs> So can yes. you uh, let's start out by telling a little bit about yourself and your background and where you're from and how you got started. All righty. Well, again, I'm Chelsea V. Um, again, I'm a streetwear crochet designer uh, from the south side of Chicago. Um, kind of got started. I was already always into art growing up. Like I never watched cartoons and cartoons anything, but my mom will tell you like I was always into. Um, home improvement, art shows, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so quite naturally, I knew for a fact that would be something that I wanted to go into as a career choice. Um, and so my journey went as my journey went as such. Uh, I ended up going off to study at the College of Art and Design in Savannah, Georgia. And I got my BFA in surface done in textiles um, back in twenty May of 2019, came back, um, worked as a visual artist for a little while um, here in Chicago and then moved on to doing some work over at the Nike lab here in Chicago. Um, And then, yeah, now I, within the past, what, three, four years, I have been fortunate enough to work with, you know, artists and the up and coming rappers and uh, I don't know, actress, actors, actresses, you know, for their different projects. That's like a quick sums up. I've been crocheting for about, uh, about nine years now. Mm-hmm. So we, we almost at the decade. We almost at the decade mark. But um, right. yeah. who taught you how to crochet? Actually, my um, homeroom teacher in high school by the name of Meg Meg McGivney. If you guys um, go to my YouTube channel, um, you'll see a, me talk about it in a few videos on there. But yeah, she actually taught me when I was about like a sophomore, junior in high school. And then you know the funny thing is, um, my great grandmother. Pauline Winters, she actually crocheted. I never met her a day in my life. 
Um, she passed away way before I was born, but it just so happened that she was the only other family member in my, only other member of my family that crocheted. And then here I come years later doing the exact same thing that she um, did, wow. but in a different way. That's amazing. I love that. So tell me about some of your biggest achievements thus far. Like what has been like, um, like some aha moments and like some, (gasps) like those ones where you just like, oh my God, this is everything. Like some, what some of the people that you work with, or maybe it's a special project that you worked on. What was your uh, favorite project that you've worked on thus far? Favorite project thus far was, um, this past, uh, fall, uh, for the I did I partnered with Nike for the Air Force One 40th anniversary and the reason why that was so impactful for me out of all of the things that I've done was because that's how I entered into just sneaker or streetwear fashion um I think the first I think the first thing that I got involved in with Nike was being a guest at a Air Force One customization workshop and that's that's a whole story in itself of how I even ended up there and Virgil was actually the special guest and the teacher there and so to have me three years later doing a partnership with them um like pretty much doing what I was pretty much being where I was a guest now I'm a I'm a teacher in that same sense so that was that was big for me I was able to involve my community um and just you know be able to touch and I mean be able to just mentor and inspire other artists um, in Chicago and I think outside of that um, definitely the Young Baby Tate I Am Music video that was like my first step into the industry I think that was the project that put me on the map and I could have not believed or dreamt of how far it went um, I think that was the first piece or uh, project that, that was on the uh, New York Times Square New York yeah, New York Times Square uh, so that would that really like shocked me. I mean, it's it's a it's a bunch of other moments, but those two by far are like my my all time favorite at the moment. Dope, dope, dope. I actually want to teach a scag girl. <laughs> Ooh, girl, yeah, come on over there. I've been thinking about it. I mean, I've been in New York for ten years. I'm originally from Chicago as well. But I'm pretty sure you knew that from my number. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I want to I want to teach a scag so bad. I was thinking about like you know going to Atlanta and taking like an adjunct role for a little while because mm-hmm. out of all of the institutions, um, like I've had a lot of employees from FIT. Um, Mm -hmm. from Parsons, from Pratt, and the interns and the people that I've had from SCAD, when I say the education level and the talent level trumps these New York designers, it's crazy to me. Like, Mm -hmm. it's something Mm -hmm. about, like, that SCAD curriculum that just taps in for me and, like, really creates, like, really, really true artists. And I've noticed that from people that I've had on my team, the difference between them getting their design degrees here and going to SCAD. SCAD is probably, like, it's so top tier for me. Yeah, they definitely, I would definitely say my professors have been, like, I talk, every time I'm in an interview, I end up talking about my professors one of them being Sarah when I say they truly encourage you to do what it is you want to do and I'm fortunate enough to have studied textile you know design so it was a little bit of a different uh, it was a little bit of a shift when I got into that major because you know with the fashion major is so uh it's in, in a way it's subjective but when you get over into the textile industry, they truly want you to just be your authentic self and go with it, right? So they just they truly just taught me to be confident and truly walk in my essence as a textile fiber art crochet designer. If that's what I want to do, then that's what I'm going to do. 
Um, and same thing, say, you know, I, I always make this joke, like, if you want to make art out of peanut butter and jelly, it, like, makes us go with this, and you tell your professor that, they're gonna be like, yeah, let's do it, let's see, let's see where it goes. Right. So I truly, I truly believe that, like, being in SCAD, that atmosphere and them truly, um, pushing you and encouraging you to do what it is that you do, um, that, that truly helps, because it helps you to gain your confidence, you know what I'm saying, as a, as an artist and as a designer. I love that. I love that. So I have a segment. It's called It's a Success or It's a Disaster. Can you okay. tell me about a time in your career um, and in your journey that something went completely bad, um, went horrible, um, whether it was a, you know, a client or just something that you did, but you learned from the experience and it turned you to, into a better business person? Mm, um, you know what? Recently... Uh, I had a situation where, um, I, 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 you know, you work with stylists over the years or not over the years, like I've worked with stylists and I think my first, um, you know, grateful to have worked on the young baby tape project. However, um, it is a side of, of this industry that people don't usually see, like they see us, uh, our work on artists and things like that, but they don't know what goes on. And so I didn't understand like pulling contracts or anything. And so, years later I kind of I learned from that because you do stuff for free and I'm sorry I'm sorry this is people I'm, I'm sorry I'm trying to make sure that I, I word it correctly um like he reacts I'm trying to think I, I want to say what I want this is then you can say whatever you want to say on here this is a raw authentic platform okay um and so it was a situation where uh I, I never got I didn't I never got paid for that for that specific project and role and so um you know years later or months later I was I was low-key taken aback because I didn't like I, I was just coming on as a, as an excited artist to be able to work on that project however I didn't understand how people could take advantage of just my artistry you know I'm pushing out things within 48 24 48 hours and um, I remember it going on oh, complex TV. Um, what and you it? never got I paid for it. it. Right, I saw it on Love and Hip Hop. Um, wow. every, pretty much a lot of, everywhere. And I never got paid for it. And then I looked up months later and my same exact piece because I had never, I had, didn't get it back for like a year. And it ended up on like a skincare commercial. Um without me knowing and so that was a whole situation and th that just touched but I just wanted to dabble into into that really quick like advice. making sure you I got your know. contracts in order yeah, and your you copyrights your patents your trademarks everything exactly. you should got paid off of all of that and honestly since exactly. you probably still can <laughs> but you would yeah, have to go and, after and then spend money to do it though yeah and so um you know it, I, if I'm gonna give some advice to younger designers because you know I'm it was a learning experience for me because I realized you have to update clauses you have to make sure that you have contracts in place mm -hmm. um you have to make sure that you are covering all ends and so me coming in I when I came in I'm so nice like I was so nice and sure I'm still nice but it's one thing to be nice but it's another thing to know your worth and and, and ask for that respect mm -hmm. um you know and so I all I, I tell my younger designers like Stand on yourself. Be your biggest advocate. As much as it may seem like a hassle and all of that for you to be rethinking yourself or asking, 
for accreditation and not accreditation, but asking for your credit as simple as like getting tagged in something, even if you're going to do the piece pro bono, you know what I'm saying? Really, um, really advocate for yourself. You know, um, I would, I mean, I have, I've had other experiences, um, cause I, you know, social media, it makes everything look so beautiful and glamorous and, you know, everything is so peaches and cream. It is not like that. It's not like that. It's a lot of nights where you're just crying and you want to give up. You know what I'm saying? You want to throw in the towel. Um, you know, you you have people, like, steal your work and things like that. So, um, again, it's just, that's, that's just a learning experience. I feel like I'm rambling. but No, girl, um, I understand. Uh, trust me. I literally, yeah. in January, just updated all my contracts. But to, t- to add on, to piggyback to what you said, not only do you got to make sure you have your contracts and your clauses right, you low-key have to have, like, a lawyer on deck because Man, I have I'm my contracts that. together. And I'll tell you, my contracts are tight, baby. Like, they tight. Mm. They still mm. break them. Mm. And with them breaking them, you guys to be on point with being, you know, collecting what is rightfully yours, you know, and standing yeah. firm on that because I can have a great contract all day and long, but half the people that be signing up contracts don't even read them, which is the nope. crazy part to me. Like you don't even read it. Like, you know, and you, or they'll try to, like I have people try to sue me and I'm always, it's always comedy. Cause I'm just like, I've done everything and I've completed my contractual obligation, mm. but you must then read your contract. Cause if you sue me, you got to pay my lawyer fees. Mm, and you got to yeah. sue me in my state. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm mean, like, you about to set yourself up over there now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that, and that's that's one thing that you know I'm still I'm still learning that whole process. Um, but outside of that, you know, you have your crazy clients. I remember this one time, uh, and, and I I, I would say I was discouraged from it, but like I remember this one time, this girl she um she had requested me to make something that some other designer did, and this this taught me like I never like to recreate anybody else's designs when mm-hmm. it comes to like fiber textile like come to me because you like my aesthetic come to me because you like what I do and then I can create that for you but she asked me to make some type of Da Ju- Vinci like replica mm-hmm. and the thing was she sent me the picture of it in motion right and I think it was on Rihanna okay and she sent it to me in motion so like it had like a bunch of it had like a bunch of fringe and all of that on it or whatever um and so I remember sending. I remember doing my research to go and find the the actual garment like flat. So I sent that. I sent that picture to her, and she was like all for it. So um, by the time I finished it, and I mind you, this was like a tedious process. I had to work, you know, tooth and nail on it for like a good week or two two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I fit her in at the last minute because she was a friend and she really wanted it done. So I was like, okay. Fast forward, I guess she didn't like it, but it looked exactly like what it was. But you know, they try to say the customer is always right, and I That's had some bullshit. my family. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, not me. Um, and so <laughs> she didn't, she didn't like it. She was like, "It don't." I wanted to look like Rihanna. I'm like, "This is what Rihanna had on. Like, this is this is exactly what Rihanna had. It's just flat because it's not in motion. A picture you sent me, she's like twirling and all of that." So I ended up like just to cover my end, I you know I said you know I apologize if you was not satisfied, you know, because then she went into I don't think that you put in enough effort on this on my piece that you do your other thing like it was a, a whole nine yards right, and I'm like I'm like my I literally ain't sleep I I'm fitting you in while I still got other custom orders and stuff but I wasn't gonna go back and forth, I just simply you know I'm still go. Uh, I'm still gonna give her the piece. She paid for it. I'll give her somewhat of somewhat of her money back. Um, but I was like, that's just a note to self that I wouldn't work with her again. And also that 
um, you know, uh, sorry. And then also like the customer's not always right, but it was a learning experience. Like, look, I don't even want to recreate things unless they, uh, I don't even want to recreate stuff for like recreate any other person's design. I will find a designer and send you their send you their way so they can recreate it for you so they can create their own design. Mm-hmm. Come to me for what I create. Um, so that's just another instance. Yeah, definitely, definitely have that yeah. stuff in your contracts too. But that's I, I want to just go back to what you said about that customer being always right stuff or whatever. When mm. you do custom or whatever, we're guessing what's in that picture you know and i like to put that out there like we're guessing we don't know exactly what fabric that is we can't feel it we can't see it we can't get up on it (laughs) yeah so it's just like we can get as close as possible to what you're looking for but at the end of the day you're taking a chance and on top of trying to guess what the material or the silhouette or whatever that is you know from a whole bunch of pictures you Mm -hmm. may not have the same body type as that person so we don't know how that's going to fit on you and the mm-hmm. color might be different because it's a goddamn picture mm-hmm. <laughs> so so i was just like i think i posted this on social media one time and it's just like y'all gotta relax and i, and I said this about the hair world and the nail world because you know the same happened like if someone shows a picture of a hairstyle but a picture is worth a thousand words you don't know Man. how somebody else is going to interpret that so what you see and what I see is always going to be different, whether it's clothing, mm-hmm. hair, nails, makeup, whatever, because a picture is, on, is worth a thousand words. It depends on who the viewer is. So I'm like, exactly. y'all got to give exactly. these uh, service based businesses, people who are doing stuff for you, grace, because we can only see what's right in front of us. Man. And that's all we can do. And you don't just because you don't like it does not mean that it wasn't right and that it wasn't executed effectively. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know about yeah, you, no. but in my contract, ain't no refunds. Um. Yeah. I, yeah. No. Yeah. I, I'm like I didn't. I didn't bought the material, and I didn't put in all the hours and work to do this. You know. Um. Some. Sometimes I do offer a refund in terms of like on my shop, my e-commerce shop, shop whatever. Like say they didn't give me the right address or whatever, or mm-hmm. like I had. I got an instance. Somebody ordered something, um, and they ended up moving to like London in the matter of like a week or so after they ordered it. I don't necessarily ship out of the U.S. And so I offer, in, in that case, a refund based off of that. But, no, the, that in that case, you wasn't right. But I, and I was trying to explain, but I was trying to be nice because... You can be fair. Be, you can't be nice get, in business. Be, you got to be fair in business. Exactly, exactly. And so I'm just working uh, in the beginning. Because that, that happened, like, in the beginning of my sort of career. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I learned, I learned through, I learned through that. And, uh, it, it, it just, it's, it taught me a lot. Sorry. I always feel like I'm rambling cause I get nervous. No, um, you good girl. We all we chilling. <laughs> there ain't no right or wrong way to talk to somebody and having a conversation. <laughs> you right. You right. You right, right. But no, no, she was, she wasn't right. But it taught me, it's just cause I didn't like, again, I'm always, I'm always big on representation and I'm like, I always hear about black, black owned businesses and they rude. And I never, that's I bullshit to too. I used to let people just walk all over me. Mm-hmm. I used to not try to state my case because I don't want to be that angry black woman. Or I, I don't think that I would ever be, but I don't right. want. But sometimes you gotta. I'm a, I mean, I've I've been in full time entrepreneurship for about three, about three, no, about four years now. And when mm-hmm. I first started out, it was the same way. And even like when I was, you know, on my side hustle and I had a job, I felt like it was always people pleasing, people pleasing, people pleasing, just trying to mm-hmm. do whatever people want. But like getting yeah. in full time entrepreneurship. 
entrepreneurship and this is my only leg to stand on when it comes to my income, I feel like it also turns you into being a no-nonsense, no-bullshit person. Like, you're not about to play me. You're not about to play me. You're not about to take advantage of me because this is my livelihood at the end of the day. You know, so uh, as far as... um, my headspace for you trying to tell me that my work is not good, that's a mental health thing because it's just like you know you worked hard on it. And then the whole money thing, you're definitely not getting it back because it's already spent. So it's a way to be what they call like, and I've taken like a lot of like leadership and like different courses and stuff like that. We as black women entrepreneurs as a whole, we always feeling like we got to be that nice, nice person. And we can yeah. be nice to a certain extent. We have to be yeah. fair. And we cannot yeah. be super duper aggressive because, yeah, they get to labeling us like that. But then we also can't be passive either. So we have to mm-hmm. be assertive. And within yeah. our assertiveness, we have to be transparent and authentic. I have gotten to a point where even on social media with my clients, I hold them accountable. And that's what it comes down to. You're not finna put the whole blame on me. I'm get. I'm mm. doing what you put in front of me, and I make clothing lines. Like that's mm. what I. That, that's what I do. That's my business. I create clothing lines for design. So I'm trying to help you create your vision. But then at the end of the day, it's our partnership. I don't work for you. You don't work for me. So mm-hmm. I think that by holding people accountable to what they're doing, and even clients, like a client customer relationship is both ways. Yes, you're paying me, but I'm spending my time doing a service. So don't hit me with mm-hmm. the oh I paid you good money, right? And you got good service. So what you talking about? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I I say I have to say that do not be allowing these people like to run up. And I know you said you haven't been doing that no more but people will still try you no matter how far you excel in business no matter how much you got behind you they will try you and try you try and you got to be the one to be like hold on now I found myself like quietly being like hold on bitch (laughs) like (laughs) you still you got me messed up like it, it's a bunch of situations but yeah i'm like y'all not gonna rush me no more right you know i'll be pump, pumping stuff out in two three days but if you calling me because you know the industry is very last minute a lot of times uh-huh. so if i don't do that like, last minute like, shit <laughs> yeah they'll be like oh i need this in two days i tell them no i need at least at least four weeks in advance from what you requesting you know what i'm saying because i you don't know what my, my schedule is looking like you know what i'm saying if it's no payment on the table we can't move forward with business like true mm-mm. Yeah. All right. So before, before we wrap up, I, my last segment is called It's a Muse. So if you just want to share um, anything that you feel like is, you know, an affirmation, a mantra, a quote, a prayer, anything that just keeps you going that you would like to share with another creative to continue to push them forward. Mm, um, I'm going to share with you something my professor always has told me, and I, I give the same advice to a lot of young creatives is, don't abandon your projects like sure take a break from it if you if need be however don't abandon that idea because no idea is a bad idea um that and then i guess one of my scriptures is uh i think it's uh oh oh i'm about to mess it up now it's songs of solomon 4 and 7 you are all together beautiful my love there's no flaw in you and that's been key in my life just because I think as creatives, we are so hard on ourselves. We are so hard on ourselves. We give, we don't give ourselves enough credit. Mm-hmm. And so with me, um, through my journey into being a full-time entrepreneur, designer, artist, I have to affirm myself and realize that I'm worthy and I'm beautiful just for me being me. Not the creative, right? Not, not just, just as me. the creative, not mm-hmm. just as the artist, but just as me. You know, and that is the reason why I'm in this room. That is the reason why I'm why I've gotten the opportunities that I've gotten because I am me, my whole authentic self. So those are the two two advice. And then also just give yourself grace, baby. Give yourself grace 
we are all learning on this spinning rock <laughs> all at the same time. So, uh, like I said, as, like I said again, us as creators, we are always so hard on ourselves. But no more. Give yourself grace. Don't abandon your project. Sure, take a break from it or whatever. But don't abandon your project. And just realize that you are worthy just because you are you. I love no, that. Don't. So if you just want to end, uh, if you just want to throw out any upcoming things uh, for your brand, any events, anything, collaborations that you have going on um, that you just like to throw out there for people to look out for. Um, and, um, of course, throw out your social media handles. Yes, ma'am. Well, number one, my name is Chelsea B. Um, Instagram is Chelsea B128. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A, the letter B, number 128. A um, few upcoming projects. Number one, I just um, officially am a, I am officially a part of the Jordan Women's Collective of 2023. So be on the lookout for that announcement, or it should be announced by by now. Um, number two, I have a collection dropping with Chicago Fashion Coalition entitled "Give Them Their Flowers." It's paying homage to my great grandmother, who I spoke about earlier, um, and uh, she crocheted as well as. Um, Paying homage to my great uncle, who was a part of the Black Panther Party. I'm all about giving people their flowers where they're living. Unfortunately, I was not, never able to meet them, so this is my way to give back to them um, in whatever capacity I can. Um, I and then, um, what else? Yeah, that's that's it so far. That makes um, sense. Well, you yeah, guys, oh, make sure you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, no, I'm so sorry. Sorry, sorry. I was gonna say, make sure you follow her. I'm gonna put her name in, in all that contact information in the show notes. <laughs> That's all I was gonna yes, say. Yes, <laughs> I yes again. Chelsea B one twenty eight. Um, thank you so much again for having me. Hope I said something that was inspi- that inspired you. Too. Yes, absolutely. We had yes. a great conversation, and I just want to throw yes. out to you. Um, in April, um, April twenty eighth through the thirtieth is um. Black Fashion Month, but it's also my four-year anniversary of my business, and I'm throwing a designer retreat in Chicago. So, the wow. yeah, so you'll find out, and I just followed you from our LC account, too, um, but it's going to be a big retreat uh, with a whole bunch of designers. So, Friday is, we're doing, like, and it's self-care, so there is no business at this retreat. None. No business. So, Mon- uh, Friday is, we're doing a sensual dance class with Class with Chaz. She's based in Chicago, and I have curated drinks for the whole weekend, so we got, like, lavender cocktails and lemongrass cocktails. I have food catered for the whole weekend, infused and uninfused options. Saturday is facials, uh, massages. We're going to have a fashion panel with women pouring into you and your business more so on the manifestation side and in prayer as well. We're going to have a young lady doing henna tattoos. We'll have a full dinner and drinks there. And it's the whole day is all self-care. So facials, massages, we're doing um guided meditation we're doing yoga and we have some amazing sponsors that are donating candles and robes and stuff and then sunday is going to be our farewell brunch so if you're in chicago you should definitely be there oh yeah listen i'm like whoever listening y'all need to be here for this I'm gonna be right <laughs> so yeah i definitely and i'll shoot you a text with like all the information and stuff like that and we have like seven different ticket levels so you could buy friday only saturday only sunday only you could do all three or you could mix match do friday and saturday so all the breakdown of all the tickets and the days and the itinerary for the days is all there all the food and drinks are included for the whole weekend and we even have a retreat house if you want to stay in our uh, uh west loop loft if you want to continue to you know uh stack with creators we're putting 20 people all in the house together and there's a whole bunch of creators wow. for the weekend so that's an I option as well that. is to stay in the retreat house you know i love that well i'll be looking more into that mm-hmm. um because i was definitely trying to plan to go to a retreat somewhere yeah. and it still happened maybe that's alignment yeah. um and this anyway, one be, this yeah. one is in your city <laughs> i know and i'm <laughs> In my city. Yeah. What you got? <laughs> yeah. 
I got to come home. It's my anniversary. It's time. <laughs> yes, you got to. Come on back and get a little bit of that Chi-Town right? flavor. Uh, thank yeah. you so much, Chelsea. I appreciate you. And uh, thank you for joining me today. And as I always say, guys, stay black. Peace out. Stay black. All right. Bye, love. Have a good one. Bye.